This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 146th episode of Talk Direction. And you may notice something is a little different this week. And that is that I'm hosting this episode. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) My master plan has finally been realized. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm very nervous to be hosting this. I was not expecting to be so nervous. Um, but like five minutes before we started, I was like, oh my God, this is stressful. No, you're going to be amazing. It's, it's not <laughs> going to be that different because I'm here to guide you. I'm like, I know, like a, a, a guide. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very different because like when I'm just a guest on the podcast, like, I don't have to pay attention to the doc because you yeah. lead it. So I just, like, am having a conversation. Oh, yeah, like, true. now I have to, like, be in charge. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is different for sure. Like, I I know, like, when Karen and I would switch off, it definitely did feel different when you were on the other side of things. Yeah. Um, and, like, as the host, you have to, like, move things along and, like, figure out what questions to ask and how to start conversation and those types of things yeah um, I'm also a guest that has a lot of experience hosting so I can be helpful (laughs) rather than often when we have guests on the podcast it's like they've never done a podcast before so yeah you know as the host you're really doing a lot of the support that's Um, true yeah so Caitlin how are you doing this week I'm okay. I'm like, I just had my presentation for my master's uh, dissertation and it went pretty well. So yeah. I'm happy with that. But it was, you know, it was stressful doing any type of presentation. Yeah. Um, but How many people was, did you present in front of? So it was like set up like, I guess, like sort of like a scientific conference where like the, everyone had posters like hung up around the room and like we got an assigned time where like our marker was going to come to our poster and we had to present to them. Oh. Um, so it was like I was just presenting to my marker and I was in a room full of other people, some presenting, some like waiting for their turn. Um, but like I thought it was going to be well, most people thought it was going to be like we like literally present our project. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, my marker in particular, like, just started sort of engaging with me and, like, asking questions as I went. And I was like, okay, so this is not the <laughs> format I thought it was going to be. And, like, it, it was different for every marker. So some markers, like, asked questions throughout and, like, it was more of a conversation. And others made it more like a presentation, which is kind of silly that it's not, like, uniform across the board. Yeah. Um, but, like, it was, it was really chill. And, like, whenever he talked, I could, like, catch my breath because that's, like, one of the things I find most difficult when I'm presenting is, right. like, talking for a long time because I start um, running out of breath. Um, but, yeah, it, it ended up being really, really chill. But I just wish I'd known in advance. So, like, because I was like, wait, I didn't get to say this thing because he was, like, really directing, like, the oh. conversation. And I was like, I didn't get to say my limitations and I didn't get to say, like, my implications and all that stuff. <laughs> but it was yeah. okay. 
yeah so now I'm like completely done with that that's amazing um, I, don't, I don't find out my grades I don't think until like November god knows why they need that oh, long but that's um, stressful at least I can put it out of my mind <laughs> for yeah next, like a couple months <laughs> it's been such a long journey I feel like I know it really has but at the same time I'm like oh it's been a year wow like yeah and now I have a master's <laughs> it's weird because usually with you know, most most degrees that you get are not just like one year you know it's like yeah when I did my undergraduate it was four years when I did high school it was four years right but this one's like oh I got a master's in one year okay <laughs> it feels weird yeah well I'm glad you're all done and now you get to relax except not really relax you have a lot planned <laughs> yeah. <laughs> travel and have exciting times yes um so in addition to hosting the regular podcast this week I also have been posting content on patreon for the month of August so if you want some bonus content, you can head over to patreon.com slash talk direction. And I have, um, I did a, some talk direction downloads um, where I interviewed my best friend just about One Direction stuff because they also are a huge One Direction fan. Um, and I have a couple videos up. So check that out if you're interested. And for our main discussion today, we are going to be talking about astrology. Ooh. <laughs> so we that's haven't ever of... talked about astro- astrology on. I know. On I'm shocked that you haven't. Well, I guess it's, it's hard just to find. Like, Karen and I were never really that into it, so like, yeah, I guess it was never on our minds to do. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find like uncharted territory on your podcast. I so I was kind of excited <laughs> when I discovered that you've never talked about astrology before. Because yeah. <laughs> like a lot of ideas that I've had, I'm like, oh, but they've already done that. Yeah, like, was that a thought I had, or did we actually make it into an episode? <laughs> like, I yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's kind of why I'm hosting the episode today because um, I had the idea to do it about astrology, and so I did a little bit of research. A lot um, of research. A lot of research. <laughs> and just to be very clear, I am in no way an expert. Um, so I like Googled a bunch of stuff. I've been like vaguely into astrology for a while just for fun. Mm-hmm. But I definitely am not an expert at all. So don't yeah. take this as like an educational podcast episode. This is just for mm-hmm. fun. And a lot yeah. of the stuff I got from the internet, like I didn't, you know, double verify. So there could be stuff that's like, we're going to have an astrology expert be like, you got this wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But I do want to know. In retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) If you are an astrology expert and you, and we've, you know, said something wrong, definitely tell us. (laughs) Mm, Yep. But do it nicely because we're um, sensitive souls. (laughs) Yeah. If you're mean to me, I'll never host an episode again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Caitlin, what are your thoughts on astrology? Um, I, I, I wanted to read this thing that I screenshotted from John Mayer the other day. <laughs> oh, my God. We were just talking about John it was Mayer. Funny like, I know. Well, it was like the same series of uh, snaps. This was one of them because he was answering <laughs> questions. This was one of the questions he answered. Okay. And I, I really enjoyed his answer. Or I didn't really enjoy it, but I thought it was appropriate given that we were mm-hmm. having an episode coming up about it. Um, yeah uh someone asked him do you believe in astrology and he said 
The world is made up of billions of strands of arbitrary events. Humans need ways to interpret them so as to find some semblance of comfort, meaning, and perhaps joy. Astrology seems like a very nice way to encode a little meaning into an otherwise tepid existence. (laughs) And nobody ever killed anybody because they didn't believe in it. So... (laughs) (laughs) does that sum up your your feelings (laughs) um i don't really know i just thought that was an interesting i feel like i mean i don't i'm not someone who really believes in kind of anything really yeah Um, like i i whenever we talked about ghosts on the podcast kara definitely believed in them and i don't Uh believe in ghosts or spirits or anything yeah um i don't really i'm not religious and uh yeah so I would say like in terms of astrology I don't believe in it but I think it's also like a fun thing to do and you know it's like like John Mayer said it doesn't hurt anybody so like there's no reason to be like oh my god it's so stupid like you know like um yeah people you know can believe in gods and that's not treated as stupid so let people just have fun believing in whatever they want to believe in um but no I just I kind of I guess like my experience with it is like sometimes you know you when you were younger you'd have a magazine that would have your horoscope in it (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and like I know what my sign is but I Mm -hmm. literally know nothing else (laughs) and yeah so (laughs) yeah pretty much not I don't really know anything, so everything will be new yeah. to me. Cool. Yeah, I, I feel somewhat similarly, um, although I'm a little bit more on, like, the Kara end of the spectrum. <laughs> um, the Caitlin Kara um, spirituality spectrum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, when I was younger, like, when I was a kid, I used to be, like, super into, like, witchcraft and, like, magic and, like, everything mm-hmm. magical. Um, I was never religious. My parents referred to themselves as recovering Catholics. So they were kind of like anti, not anti-religion, but like a little bit anti-organized religion. Right. Um, And then as I got older, like some really bad stuff happened in my life and I kind of like stopped caring about like magical stuff because I just felt Mm -hmm. very like, okay, well, nothing's real. Like we're just living on a rock, basically. Um, but then in the last couple of years, it's kind of come back to me a little bit. And I definitely mm-hmm. am not someone who has any solid beliefs about what is and isn't real. But I think the way I feel about it is, like, there isn't enough proof that, like, anything, you know, spiritual doesn't exist. So, like, yeah. why not have fun with it? You know, we don't yeah. actually know. We can't prove that um, that kind of stuff isn't real. So. Yeah, yeah but, I know. But, I feel like I came across too harsh on the other side. Like, oh I'm no, I don't not think like, did. I'm not like we're on a rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll, I'll, some people in my family are definitely like that. But I'm like, yeah. I, I do like like to have the perspective that like, how could we possibly know everything? You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Just, That's how I feel. Scientifically, even if you're looking at it from a scientific point of view, which I often like take, it's scientifically we can't possibly know everything, and the human brain literally doesn't know everything right so you know there's definitely things that we could be missing yeah totally and I think when you're talking about like spirituality and like magic and all that sort of stuff like I feel like stuff that is like scientific like stuff that we've scientifically scientifically proven is like magical like the fact like the way our bodies work like the way that plants work like the fact that we can all like you know 
live on this planet, I think is like magical that, that in is itself. really true. I think even though there's explanations. Defining magic is an interesting thing because even yeah. like I'm very connected to like this sounds so stupid. Like <laughs> I feel like we're all connected to nature, but like I definitely like you know, like just like being in nature and that sort of even if it's not spirituality in like the ghost sense, but just like yeah. You know, when you feel the breeze and you feel connected to nature and to people yeah. that you love and like, you know, you see the moon and you just like feel something in your body and it's just like you feel connectedness. Like I, I definitely like, you know, like that might not be like ghosts or whatever, but it's definitely right. just a feeling that is magic and, um, you know, connecting humans to other humans and humans totally. to nature. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to do just like a little bit of definitions for people. Um, did you manage to get that app that I told you about? Yes, I did. Okay. I hope it was the right one because there was a lot, but I think oh, it was, was the there? only one with the dash in between. Okay. So. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's actually a, like different types of astrology. Um, we're going to be talking about what's called Western tropical astrology, and I don't know anything about the other kinds. Um, but I just mm -hmm. thought I would note that because <clears throat> obviously Western tropical astrology is like, you know, very, it's, it's Western. <laughs> um, and I think different people, different like cultures have had different um, sort of versions of astrology. Yeah. But Western tropical astrology is like what everyone sort of knows about. Um, and um, when you look at like your horoscopes and like the newspaper and stuff, um, that is really just like, for fun. So your actual birth chart is way more complex than just your sun sign. So your sun sign is what you probably like know. So you're Caitlin, you're an Aquarius. Yes. And that's like the day you were born. And that's your sun sign. So okay. when you read like a newspaper horoscope, it'll tell you stuff about your sun sign. But unless um, the person writing the horoscope looks at your whole chart. Um, anything they say isn't necessarily going to be accurate for you because there's like a whole bunch of other stuff mm -hmm. that like makes up your horoscope or your chart. Okay. So, you know, I think it's totally fine to read like newspaper astrology or newspaper horoscope, but like I definitely take it as like a little bit of fluff, you know, because it's not actually yeah. going to be accurate to you. Yeah. But some of them that are written really well can be sort of a like, take what you need sort of situation and like my favorite person who does horoscopes is their website is chaninicholas.com it's c-h-a-n-i-n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s.com and she does like weekly and like monthly horoscopes and stuff and I really like hers just because they're like it's really beautiful writing and it's kind of like a bit self-helpy so I feel like mm -hmm. you can sort of take inspiration from it sort of regardless of like what your sign is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to read from, this is from a website called Conscious Lifestyle Mag, but it was actually excerpted from X, uh-oh, excerpted? X, how do you uh, say it? What, what works? X? Like an excerpt? I don't know. Excerpt? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> We'll, we'll move on. It so, comes from. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, but it was taken from a book called Llewellyn's Complete Book of Divination. Um, and then also some of this is from astrolibrary.org. So a horoscope, also called a natal chart or a birth chart, is a picture of the heavens at the date, time, and place where the person was born. 
If you could lie on your back and look up at the sky at the moment you were born, you'd see all the planets in the same positions as they are in your birth chart. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. In astrology, the sky is divided into 12 sections, which are the zodiac wheel, each representing one of the signs of the zodiac. It looks like a circular cake cut into 12 equal slices. At the moment you were born, the sun was in one of those 12 sections, and that determines what sign of the zodiac your sun sign is. The sun spends 30 days in each section, which means it takes a whole year to visit each section and circle the zodiac. The dates change by a day or two, two from year to year. Consequently, if you were born near the beginning or end of a sign, it would pay to check the year you were born in order to find out what sign you were born in. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's so, it's honestly I'm so I'm not changing complex. my identity now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's your day? The 10th. The 10th. I think you're right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but Harry's <laughs> the first. Is that? Where's that? Mm, I think he's still in the middle, too. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it straddles some of the months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like, the more I learn about this stuff, like, the more and more complex it becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's definitely, like, you can go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> From our view on Earth, the planets, sun, and moon appear to orbit around us along an apparent path near the ecliptic, which is an imaginary line on the sky that marks the annual path of the sun. We know that in actuality, the planets revolve around the sun, but astrology studies how the solar system interplays with us here on Earth. As they orbit, the planets travel through the 12 zodiac signs. Most of you know the sign in which the sun is at any given time. Aries from the end of March through most of April, then Taurus, then Gemini, etc., the sun takes one month to travel through each sign and circles the entire zodiac in one year. As a matter of fact, that is where our concept of year comes from. The moon travels the entire zodiac in one month. In fact, our word mo- month comes from moon. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Interesting. Our entire concept of time came about because of the solar and lunar cycles around the zodiac. The first ancient astrologers were very observant. So that I think is really cool. Like even if you don't believe in like astrology affecting people's personalities like we've literally developed our system of time on astrology yeah that is really interesting um in order the signs are aries taurus gemini cancer leo virgo libra scorpio sagittarius capricorn aquarius and pisces wait so that's what what why is the order like this because Aquarius is February. I know. So it starts with Aries and it ends with Pisces. And I actually don't know why it goes in that order. Interesting. Because that's like, I always have to scroll, you know, because I'm at the yes. bottom. I know. It's very annoying. You'd think it would start with Capricorn because Capricorn is in January. Yeah. All those tweets, you know, you have to look to the bottom of the tweet rather mm-hmm. than <laughs> seeing it right at the top. I know. It's annoying. It, it is. <laughs> Every time. People should mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Also, I'm just going to read through all this stuff, and then I might cut out some of it if it ends up being too long. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there are four elements, and the four elements were believed to be the building blocks of the universe, and those are fire, earth, air, and water. So the signs are split into these four um, elements. So fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And fire is positive, assertive, energetic, enthusiastic, impulsive, inspirational, courageous, powerful, passionate, and initiating. And keep in mind that these are like, you know, 
the the summary summary of the sign. So this is just like the very basic summary. There's a lot more to it. Um, you know, you can't really sum it up into these little keywords, but it's mm -hmm. sort of like if you had to. <laughs> Um, yeah. Earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Earth is cautious, responsible, reliable, ambitious, practical, focused, disciplined, dependable, solid, and persevering. Air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Woo! For anyone listening, me and Caitlin both are Aquarius. And Harry. And, him in this and Harry. <laughs> and I think um, Kata is, because I was talking to her on Twitter. Oh yeah, Bianca. Yes. <laughs> Bianca, is that her? Is that her name? Yeah. Okay, Bianca. Uh, Bianca. I'm, I think her middle name's Katarina. Okay, I'm making a mental note. Yeah, I know because I never see it like that. So yeah. I always see Twitter handles. Yeah, me too. I never know real people's names. <laughs> Chances are, if your Twitter handle isn't your name, I just pretend like I know your name, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> So Bianca is also an Aquarius, or yeah. as I like to say, Aquarii, because I think that's cuter. Oh, yeah, I saw you guys talking about that. Yes. I remember seeing something about Aquarii, Aquarius. Like, why aren't we called Aquarii? I don't know. What is the plural of it? <laughs> is it Aqu Just Aquarius. Oh, oh. Well, that's boring. No, Aquariuses. Aquarius. Aquari <laughs> I don't know. Aquarii. It might be Aquarii. <laughs> If not, we do because I looked it up. Okay. You know what? Anyway, we're just not everything. It's not. So, air signs are lighthearted, joyful, curious, restless, independent, communicative, impractical, entertaining, <laughs> intellectual, and trusting. Okay. Um, and then, lastly, we have water signs. So, those are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And water is compassionate, forgiving, understanding, emotional, creative, intuitive, and spiritual. Does everyone say Pisces or do some people say Pisces? <laughs> <laughs> is that a dumb question? It's not a dumb question. I've never heard anyone say Pisces. <laughs> Maybe it's just the way I read it in my head. Are you thinking of Reese's Pieces? No, I don't know. This is so much I don't know. Easy. And what did you say? Tar Taurus? Taurus. Taurus. Yeah. I only know how to say mine. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I say Pieces when I read it. It's like okay. it's like when you read um, what's it called? Some of the ship names you say it different, like Lewis yes. rather than. But that's Louis. just wrong. Because well, his name isn't I, Lewis. I know, but that's how I say it in my head when I see Lewis. <laughs> But I mean, I also am not a great reader, so uh, there's probably real words in real life English that I also can't say. Not that this yeah. isn't real life English, but these are more obscure words. You right. Know. It's totally possible that some people say it pieces. Pieces. How did you say it? Pieces. Pieces. <laughs> well, okay. All right. <clears throat> so we're going to, I'm going to read you about, um, this, like different planets now and this is from the co-star app which okay. i'm going to tell you all to get in a minute <clears throat> okay. so um the sun sign your sun sign is the most basic aspect of you your personality in simplest forms the sun determines your ego identity and role in life it's the core of who you are and is the sign you're most likely to already know it changes every 30 days and it's affected by all the other planet placements as well so like 
depending on what all of your other planets are, could change how your sun sign is sort of mm. like shows up in your life, basically. Okay. Okay. The next one is your moon sign. The moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. This is likely the sign you, you most think of yourself as, since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. People often relate to their moon sign more than their sun sign. Changes Ooh. every two to two and a half days. That's so interesting. This is really interesting because I've always known that I was an Aquarius, but there's like a lot of Aquarius traits that didn't make sense to me, particularly mm-hmm. like Aquarius are supposed to be like kind of aloof and like struggle to show emotion. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought of myself as like a deeply emotional person. Right. Um, but then I've like looked at my other signs and my moon sign is actually Virgo. And I like deeply, deeply relate to like all the Virgo traits. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out what Caitlin's moon sign is in a, in yeah. a little bit. I'm very curious to know. Yeah. So that means like we don't necessarily have the same ones. No. Based on, okay. We definitely won't because it changes every two to two and a half days. Well, I guess that's actually it's possible that we will. I'm on the 4th and you're on the 10th. So yeah. Yeah, I don't okay. think we will. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one is your ascendant or your rising sign. Your ascendant is the mask you present to people. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. Some say this one becomes less relevant as you get older. It's basically like your first impressions. And your ascendant changes every two hours. <laughs> oh. Which is why you need your birth time to know what your rising sign is. Okay. There's a lot of other signs that we won't get into because um, we don't have that much time. For example, uh, Mercury. Signs. Yes. <laughs> okay, continue. For example, Mercury shows how you communicate, Mars relates to sex and aggression, and Venus represents beauty and love. Each of the planet's placements change at different rates. For example, Mercury changes every three to four weeks, and Uranus every seven years. Ooh. Um, which means that, like, everyone born in that seven-year period will have the same sign in Uranus. Mm-hmm. And then there are also aspects, which are the angles between planets in your chart, which gets very complicated. And then to make things even more complicated, there's 12 houses. And which house each planet is in when you're born has a different effect. And they show the areas of your life where the planets and signs operate. So, like, I don't expect anyone to follow all of that because it's extremely complicated. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to sort of include it just so you understand, like, it's very complex. And so if you, like do a little app and look at your chart, like, you know, there's a lot more there. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at all of like aspects, basically everyone's horoscope is like a snowflake. And like, that's the problem I feel like a lot of people have with horoscopes is they're like, how can you fit everyone into just 12 personalities? Which is kind of how I used to feel. I was like, that's mm-hmm. dumb, but it's not like, there's so many little pieces of it. Yeah. So my favorite astrology app is called CoStar. It's C-O dash star. And um, everyone should download that app if you can. You should actually pause this episode and download it so you can get your birth chart and follow along. <laughs> yes. Um, you can also, if you can't use an app, um, like if you don't have a smartphone, you can use Google and you can find a birth chart calculator website. It's pretty easy to find. Um, and CoStar has one as well, which is CoStarAstrology.com. And you just click on chart in the upper right corner. And you can actually, if you do join CoStar, you can add me as a friend and we can look at our compatibilities which oh, is fun. Was I supposed to like make an account or something? I didn't even open the app. It'll probably just take a second. 
Okay. So my name on the app is Lucia, O-L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. So you can add me by that and then we can see how compatible we are, which is really fun to do. And it's pretty cool because my best friend Paige, who was on the last Talk Direction Download episode I did, um, we ha- we are perfectly compatible, like 100% in every area. Oh, that that's cool. Which is kind of rare. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So I'm going to have Caitlin get her chart on CoStar right now. <laughs> okay. I'm putting my information in as we speak. So I'm, I put in my birthday and then like when I was born. Yeah. So you'll need your birthday, the day you're born, um, the time you were born and what city you were born in. Okay. And if you um, don't know what time you're born, then you just, you know, it'll leave some information out. But I feel like that's a hard one because some people don't know the time they were born. I made my mom go look at this little card that I knew I had in some box in my room to get it. Cool. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I was born on February tenth, nineteen ninety five, at eight forty three a.m. in Ooh. Toronto, Canada. Wow. Okay. So, oh, I can search address book. Am I supposed to? Add oh yeah. Them? If you want to add people from your address book, you can. Okay. Um, and what are all these things? No, thanks. Okay. Okay. What am I supposed to do? Okay. So did you enter in your information? Yes. Okay. So it should show you your chart. Is there like a page that says chart? Yes. Yes. Okay. So go to that. Okay. And then if you scroll, it should say your sun sign first, then your moon sign, then your rising sign. Yes. I have all that. Okay. So tell us what they are. Okay, should I read, like, the paragraphs, or should I just say what they are right now? Um, read the paragraphs, because you probably want to know, right? Yeah, okay, so, sun in Aquarius, it's in your 11th house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through social status, <laughs> including <laughs> platonic and casual friends, along with your hopes, wishes, and dreams. Um, mm. For moon in Gemini, it says, it's in your third house meaning you find security and safety through the things you know and are familiar with. Uh, and rising in PCs, Pisces, um, <laughs> it doesn't have a second paragraph. Does that say? Uh, oh, it doesn't? Your ascendant is in, oh, here. It's not a second paragraph. It's part of the oh, same yeah. one. Your ascendant is in Pisces, meaning you come across as kind, dreamy, imaginative, and sensitive. Most of your actions seem subtle and non-aggressive, and you may sometimes come off as indecisive. I think my favorite stuff is, like, while I don't, while I don't think, like, you know, these necessarily, like, go to specific aspects of, like, oh, this one's this person, this one's this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I do, I do really like reading something when you're, like, oh, that, that does feel like me. Sort of like what you were saying earlier, like... Mm-hmm. Even if it's not your sign, just reading right. something that you feel like describes yourself can sometimes be just nice because you know that probably other people feel that way as well, you know, right? because like totally. someone else wrote it. So then you feel like, you know what, that that does sound like me, what, whatever, whatever the meaning is, even just a simple sentence is just like, you know, that does sound like me, like that's just, right. you know, it's sort of calming and helpful, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like those are accurate. For me? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I don't know about this Gemini one. Which No, the Aquarius one. 
I'm like, I, I need to distinguish myself through social status. I feel like that's definitely not me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that part's you, but I, I don't feel I don't relate to that part of Aquarius either. Yeah. But that's what I was saying about how like, you know, it's the whole chart combined that like makes up your horoscope. So like mm-hmm. there's definitely things about each sign that you might that might not have anything to do with you because like mm-hmm. your other all of your other planets will like change what things mm-hmm. mean. And unless you're like a professional who like understands everything. You yeah. Know, you can't you can't know. Um, I, I liked this. I liked the um, dreamy, imaginative, and sensitive. I come off as yeah. subtle and non-aggressive. I feel like yeah. that's me. That well, that's me. your rising, so that's like the mask you present to the world. I feel like that's very accurate. Oh, is that the mask that I present? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wait, so then what's my, my core is my Gemini? Well, so the Gemini is your moon sign, which that's kind of like your inner self. So like your emotions and moods and feelings interesting and people usually identify with their moon sign more than their sun sign but not all the time interesting okay all right yeah (laughs) I like this yeah so whenever you want to you can go to um hold on where is it if you do the little like arrow on the left and then go to add you can search okay. by username and add me, and then we can see. Or you can tell me your your, your username. Oh, and I'll add oh you. okay. Yeah, what's your username? It's L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. Oh, I see you. It and says pending. Excellent. I have to accept you. Oh, so this will see our compatibility. Yes. Oh, my God. Are you nervous? <laughs> yeah. Not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm not nervous. I don't care. <laughs> We're pretty compatible, although interestingly enough, so if you go to, like, my name. Oh, I see you. Yeah, it'll tell you compatibility. So we have, they they do it, they kind of split it up into three little sections, so smiley face, um, regular face, and sad face. We do have a sad face in moods and emotions and sense of responsibility. Which I feel like maybe a little accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is that? What part so, is that at? Compatibility. If you click on my name. Yeah, then I'm, I'm on their compatibility. What? Oh. How far do I scroll? <clears throat> well, there's like a little box with a smiley face. And then there's another box with a sad face. And it's it has like a dark black background. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. It's <laughs> an emotion sense of responsibility. Okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing so much? I just find it funny. I like this. <laughs> when I, like, I, when I, um, like, I guess, I don't know, like, when I compare, like, um, I don't know, like, when I'm, like, trying to, like, you know, sort of identify a person. I like often mm-hmm. use like, uh, like nature and like nature like words and terms. And I definitely see mm-hmm. myself kind of like as like a tree or like a really like floral garden. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, like I don't know where you stand in like this picture because like I thought you were more alien, but then like you're also part tree. So. <laughs> wow, you thought I was alien. <laughs> I, I that's what I thought before and then when we started talking I was like maybe she's more like tree 
Interesting. I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> this is Western Caitlin astrology we're learning about here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right in if you want to find if you're floaty or a tree or outer space. But see, I feel like the outer space thing totally relates to like, or the alien thing relates to my like horoscope because I feel like that's like my Aquarius self. I'm also uh-huh. an Aquarius rising. So I'm an Aquarius uh-huh. sun and rising. And like when I hear you say that, I'm like, that's not true. Like it like offends me. But like, well, no, but like I, that was like before I started talking to you. Right. But that's what I'm saying, because that's like my rising sign. So that's how I sort of portray to the world. But then as you get to know me, then like you get, you know. Yeah. But like as soon as I talked to you for the first time, I was like, OK, maybe that was. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Guys, the secrets <clears throat> are coming out. My brain is. Yeah. Like- a really odd place. <laughs> I love this. But we have a we're we're very compatible in basic identities, intellect and communication, love and pleasure, sex and aggression, and philosophies of life. Where is that one? That's like the top part. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then yeah. there's actually like if you want to get into it, there's like a bunch of little descriptions about why they they decided that. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um we'll move on from that for now um but if you're listening you should add us or add me I don't know if Caitlin wants to be added but you can add me oh yeah you can add me what am I I'm Caitlin Foster 53 and then find out our compatibilities it's just a lot of fun yeah okay so now we're going to start talking about the boys and their astrology their horoscopes Ooh. We yes. are bringing One Direction into this, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really make that clear. I'm just like, so we're just taking a wild side turn. And... <laughs> no one really cares. <laughs> They've stuck around with us this long, you know. Maybe I should add a bit in the beginning that we're. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if you stuck around this long, you're getting rewarded with some One D content. Yeah. Well, no, so... I stuck around with the podcast this long. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just all over the place. <laughs> I mean, we'll title the episode like "One D Astrology." So there you go. Be like, okay, it's coming at some point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I first, I first like categorized the boys as like their signs and what element they are, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting. Um, so the first thing to note is that <clears throat> we don't have the accurate birth time for any of them, although apparently we do have Louis's accurate birth time. But that's just according to the website that does this. So (laughs) I don't know, like we do. So the website that I used was Mm astro-charts.com to get most of like the information about the boys from. And then I also got other information from zodiacsignastrology.org and Mm astrology-zodiac-signs.com and the CoStar app. But there's um, the Astro Charts website lists, it has like celebrities horoscopes. So it has mm-hmm. all the boys and then it says like birth time accuracy and it'll say like poor, excellent, etc. Mm-hmm. So all of them are listed as poor except for Louis, which is listed as excellent. Interesting. Maybe so maybe he's like, like said in an interview or something. Yeah. I'm sure someone will know. Born. <clears throat> yeah. So we're not really going to get into their rising signs because most of those are going to be guesses. <clears throat> but we're going to go over their sun signs and their moon signs. Okay. So Liam and Niall are both Virgos which are earth signs and Zane and Louie are both Capricorns, which are also earth signs. 
And Harry is the outlier who is an Aquarius. And that's an air sign. Yes, he's not an outlier on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I feel like that's like super accurate because earth signs are like dependable and solid and stable. And like, like, how accurate is that? Oh, for Liam and Niall? And Harry, I mean, and Zane and Louis, like just the fact that all, like oh, all of them except Earth. for Harry are Earth signs. Yeah, that's because, like, I mean, Harry them, would them be a floaty air, right? He would. He's like definitely the like odd one. <laughs> In the best of ways. In the absolute best of ways, but like One Direction as a band has just been such a solid, dependable like force at least in my life and I feel like it totally makes sense that they're all earth signs that's beautiful except Harry because if one day gets back together you just know Harry's not gonna be a part of it oh god don't say that (laughs) he has risen he flew into the air it's sign of the times we all saw it happen (laughs) matches his air sign he's an outer space boy now no all right so Liam's moon sign which again is like your inner world um, is Aquarius. Oh. Yeah. So what, is is that, what does that mean? Interesting. Um, so let me go read the like little tiny blurb I have for Aquarius. Well, okay. I'm just going to read the air signs. So air signs are generally lighthearted, joyful, curious, restless, independent, communicative, impractical, entertaining, intellectual, and trusting. Okay. But yeah. have you, have, just sorry to interrupt this. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> this is unrelated. Um, <laughs> have you gone through, like, all the signs and then, like, seen what aspects of each of them fit you the best? Like, like, are there other signs that you feel like are more you? Like, if you just took yes. a random test? <laughs> yes. So, specifically, water signs, I... Partially, it's maybe because I got confused because all all growing up, I thought that Aquarius was a water sign. Mm-hmm. And it's because the symbol of Aquarius is like this vase pouring out water. <laughs> oh, what is the squiggly lines? Which one is that one? Squiggly lines? Yeah. Is that not Oh, Aquarius? like the symbol? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is... Where, where are you seeing that? Um, it's just in my head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So there's little like um there's little language symbols for each sign and uh-huh. I don't know about those. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I always thought Aquarius was a water sign because it's like the water bearer is like the symbol. Oh. Okay. But Aquarius is actually an air sign. So my whole life I felt like I was a water sign. I'm a mermaid. I'm from the ocean. I love yeah. the water. And I always thought of myself as like deeply emotional. I cry all the time. Uh-huh. And then when I found out Aquarius was an air sign, I got really confused. I was yeah. like, well, that's interesting because Aquarius in general are like, you know, a lot of the things make sense to me, but like a lot of them also don't because like mm-hmm. they're definitely like known for being like can be aloof and like don't express their feelings well and like have a hard time communicating. See, that's just not me at all. Right. Well, I thought that too, but like that's why it's like your whole chart that you have to sort of take into account and like when something doesn't fit right. But I definitely feel like if I like, couldn't figure it out and I just had to like guess who I was I would probably put myself as like a water sign okay yeah interesting yeah I mean Aquarius are definitely like known for being unconventional Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I feel like I definitely have been most of my life Mm -hmm. and definitely like Harry exemplifies that too yeah yeah so I'm gonna actually 
No, it's fine. <laughs> so I'm like gonna when read... I don't have to host. I'm just like like this little like giggly interrupting kid. Like it's well, fun. I feel like I feel like that's how I normally am on the podcast. Like I accidentally interrupt you so many times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I like never notice it. I always I always like the back and forth. It's good. Cool. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through their moon signs and then I'll actually read a description for all of them. Okay. Um so Liam's sign, it, Liam's moon sign is Aquarius, and then Niall's moon sign is Leo, which is the same as Louis. Louis's moon sign is also Leo. And then um, Zane's moon sign is Virgo, and Harry's moon sign is Libra. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Harry is a double air sign, like you. Oh. Because oh, you're wait, Aquarius well, Gemini. Gemini is air. Yeah, so you're Aquarius oh, we and must I. be really compatible. Yeah, and Harry's Aquarius <laughs> Libra. <laughs> but we don't know his rising sign, so. Mm, okay. That could throw everything <laughs> off. It could. Oh, no. <laughs> but also, like, there's plenty of people who have incompatible charts who are together and make it work, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so first we're going to talk about well, we're going to kind of talk about Liam and Niall together because they share the same sun sign, which is Virgo. Mm-hmm. So Liam was born August 29th. It was actually just his birthday yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, 1993. Wait. He's 25. That doesn't make sense. What year were you born? No, he is 93. What year were you born? I was born in 95. Liam is older than you. Yeah. It's shocking to me. They're all older than me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Harry's uh okay. That's true. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so interesting. Why? <laughs> so interesting to me. Well, because I'm older than all of them. Yeah. And I've always been older than all of them. I just and wonder I how I've how... always been younger than all of them. I just wonder how that like changes our like feelings. What do you mean, like star signs or just in general? No, just in general. Just in general, how we've like perceived things. Yeah. It does. Like my experience, I'm like, oh, all these like young, young people. Like I've always thought of them as like way younger than me, whereas they've always been older than you. Yeah. And like, and while like even Harry's like close in age, I think for me, I often, anyone who's older, I'm like, oh, they're so much more like they're so different than me, you know? Yeah. Um, except like when I meet people in real life, then I feel way more like, like, I don't, I don't feel like there's a huge, like weird gap between us, you know, even though we're, we're like different right. ages, right. like for some reason, like with celebrities, it's like, oh, like they must be so much more like advanced because they're a year older. And then like you get to that age and you're like, yeah, definitely aren't like, it's not like the year. I think it's probably more just the circumstance that makes them feel farther away. But like I associate right. it with age because they're older, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 I was born in 88 for anyone wondering. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm 30. So Liam was born in on August 29th, 1993. And he was born in Wolverhampton, England. And I keep nine. seeing that on the um, tube stations, and it's very exciting. Oh, you see, like, a train to Wolverhampton? Yeah. Anytime I hear or say that, I want to say it with his accent. Like, can't you just hear him saying it in his accent? Wait, you say it? Let me hear it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
<laughs> I'm gonna sound so dumb. Okay, but I want to hear it. <laughs> Wolverhampton. <laughs> oh yeah, I hear that. I can hear him say it. <laughs> that was great. Thank, thank you. you. Peer um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Niall Horan was born September thirteenth, nineteen ninety three, and he was born in Mullingar, Ireland. Mullingar. How does he mm-hmm. say it? There you go. <laughs> Mullingar. TBD to when Karen and I did accent on the podcast. I remember that. <laughs> that was the worst episode we've ever done, I yep. think. Oh, wait, the worst? Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> there were some other ones that were pretty bad, Kate. Don't you worry. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I don't remember that episode being bad. <clears throat> Okay, if you say so. (laughs) All right. So because Niall and Liam both have their sun signs in Virgo, I'm just going to read it, you know, one time. So Virgo strengths are loyal, analytical, kind, hardworking, practical, which I feel like is pretty accurate to them. Mm -hmm. Weaknesses are shyness, worry, overly critical of self and others, all work and no play. Oh, that's Niall. A little bit, right? Maybe. I know. <laughs> wow. Although I think, like, I've, I've seen things on Twitter where, like, someone will quote Niall and say, like, how, like, he was so, like, right. he, he said, like, oh, like, he was so down on himself and thought he could never do something and, like, would never win a Grammy. But then, like, I saw someone else be like, that really wasn't the context. While those were the words he came out with, it was, like, in a jovial manner. So, like, often, like, sometimes I think quotes and stuff get misconstrued and, like, whatever, because yeah, just like because the way someone says it versus, like, how it's actually written out, like, can be very different, you know? Totally. Like, he is trying to be more humble, like. Yeah. And then exactly. people take it as him being, like, self-deprecating. Right. But, like, also, because this is his sun sign, it's not necessarily, like, how he really thinks of himself. But, like, when we read that, we're like, oh, my God, yes, that's Niall. Because right. yeah, that's yeah. sort of like the outer world, essentially. <clears throat> Got it. Um, Virgos are always paying attention to the smallest details, and their deep sense of humanity makes them one of the most careful signs of the zodiac. Their methodical approach to life ensures that nothing is left to chance, and although they are often tender, their heart might be closed for the outer world. This is a sign often misunderstood, not because they lack the ability to express, but because they won't accept their feelings as valid, true, or even relevant when opposed to reason. The symbolism behind the name speaks well of their nature, born with the feeling they are experiencing everything for the first time. Virgo is an earth sign, fitting perfectly between Taurus and Capricorn. This will lead to a strong character, but one that prefers conservative, well-organized things and a lot of practicality in their everyday life. These individuals have an organized life, and even when they let go to chaos, their goals and dreams still have strictly defined borders in their minds. Constantly worried that they miss a detail that will be impossible to fix, they can get stuck in details, becoming overly critical and concerned about matters that nobody else seems to care much about. So I find that quite accurate for both Niall and Liam. Yeah. Wait, and this is based on the month? Yes. The day. Yeah, like the day you're born. Okay. Wait, Mm -hmm. so that's Virgo? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so Virgo season is actually how it fits with other people in my life. Oh, yeah. So Virgo season is actually happening right now. Oh. So anyone born right today is a Virgo. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, my mom is a Virgo, but that doesn't describe her mm. at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like describe Vir- my sister Rebecca more. Yeah. I feel like Virgo is like an interesting sign because like this little description said it can be um misconstrued. But I have like my moon in Virgo and I definitely feel like I have a lot of Virgo traits. Wait, can you summarize them again? <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> like everything I said. Yeah. Just like give me a couple. I can't see it and read it and think at the same time. Okay. So like Strengths of Virgos are loyal, analytical, kind, hardworking, and practical. Okay, yeah. And weaknesses tend to be shyness, worry, overly critical of self and others, all work and no play. Okay, got it, yeah. But those are like the, you know, everything I'm reading is like the very surface level descriptions of the signs. So there's like a lot more to it, you know. Right, yeah. Since Mercury is the ruling planet of this sign, its representatives have a well-developed sense of speech and writing as well as all other forms of communication. I find that interesting because, as we all know from One Direction Days, Liam was always the one who would, like, speak in interviews. Mm, Right? Very true. Many Virgos may choose to pursue a career as writers, journalists, and typists, but their need to serve others makes them feel good as caregivers on a clear mission to help. I don't know if that fits Liam as much. Yeah, I don't know either. Although you could say that... He wanted to do more, like, handiwork type stuff. Really? Yeah. Didn't he say he wanted to work in the factory if he if he didn't do one direction? Maybe. I mean that is a very practical job though. Yeah. Wait, is it was it oh it was practical? Well the sign is the sign is very practical, but they Virgos may choose to pursue careers as writers, journalists, and typists. See I find like writing and journalism it's so much more like creative. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Well I think it can be I think it can be both. Yeah, probably but it's more about journalism. Yeah, it's more about the the journalists and writing is more about the fact that their um, Mercury is the planet of communication. So like mm. the fact that Mercury is the ruling planet of Virgo means that um, Virgos tend to have well developed sense of speech and writing, and they're just good communicators. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll briefly read about Liam's Moon in Aquarius. So if your Moon's in Aquarius. Um, it says, you prefer to filter your emotions through your mind and can come across as rather cool and emotionally reserved. Most people are unable to comprehend the way you handle your emotions and may come to believe that you are unfeeling. This pla- placement bestows a stable emotional nature. You often feel secure when you are involved professionally with groups and engaging in teamwork. You are innovative, hey. unique, and advanced in your thinking. You utilize these traits to benefit humanity. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that is cool because obviously the teamwork thing with like 1D, but also like how, you know, you can come across as like emotionally reserved. And I think I've mm-hmm. kind of felt that way about Liam in the past. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I also, as an Aquarius, I think can come across as emotionally reserved to some people. And I don't feel like that is actually how I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes people read me that way. Which is interesting because that's kind of how I read Liam. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I read Liam. I don't, I maybe, I don't know if I think of him as emotionally reserved because I feel like he's a bit more of like kind of like puppy dog and you can see mm-hmm. that like emotion. But mm-hmm. I think maybe I don't, because of that like out 
awkwardness. I mm-hmm. I think of those are like the emotions he has rather than acknowledging that he also has like deeper thoughtful like exactly yeah emotions as well. You know right yeah which is sort of how like I viewed Louis a bit until we got some mm-hmm. like interviews where we got that like underlying like emotional depth rather than just sort of like when you have those quick interviews you don't really get that type of thing you know yeah yeah I feel like with Liam I just like I don't have a very good idea of like his like emotional self but like Mm. I don't know if that's because like as you said like we just haven't seen a lot of it or if it's like maybe because he he's like not necessarily the boy that I like I follow the most so maybe like I just haven't paid attention as much but it's interesting that like the EP that we got wasn't written at all by him I know and he said about how like this is like the the most me thing he's ever done but he didn't write it Uh, yeah (laughs) when we do our we're gonna do a Liam episode next and we'll yeah like I wonder if I mean I know we said it last time but like what like maybe that was because he wants all the uh, um songs on the album to be written by himself yeah of the ones that weren't yeah yeah I think that might still be it okay so moving on I'm gonna read Niall's moon sign which is Leo and as I'm reading keep in mind this is the same moon sign as Louis so they're both Leo moons and that's like your sort of inner world your moods and emotions you are caring giving and affectionate when expressing your love and you inspire those close to you to act in a dedicated and faithful manner towards you Deep down, you may feel like you are kind. You are a kind of royalty, and you expect to be treated as such. <laughs> you are unable to stand by a partner that you are not proud of. You need to be able to hold them in high regard. Appreciation and being seen by others is necessary for you. Being ignored is one of the most difficult things for you to handle, and you can find yourself nursing heavy wounds when you are treated in this fashion. Unfortunately, at times you are capable of being arrogant, prideful, and flashy, as well as being rather too open and sensitive with your feelings. So, like, I feel like the sort of stereotypes of Leos is that they're, like, very flashy and, like, want all the attention mm. and are very show-offy. But, like, when I'm reading this, like, so much of it clicks for me with, like, how I think about Louis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially, like, needing attention and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like that was him maybe when he was younger, you know? Well, I mean, that's definitely true. But, like, we also don't know how he is in his personal life. True. Because, like... I haven't seen it so much as he's like matured and isn't like that anymore is that he just doesn't show that side of himself publicly Mm. anymore. Cause I feel like, I mean, this might be another episode because there's, I have a lot of feelings about this, (laughs) but I feel like there's a very distinct separation between like how he used to act and how he acts now. Like it wasn't like a gradual maturing. It was like, okay, I'm going to like act differently now. I mean, I think it was, I think it did have to do with the fact that he was maturing and then he was just kind of like, oh, okay, like, I'm not going to, like, be like that in front of the camera anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not like that in his personal life. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I guess I haven't thought of these probably as in-depth as you have. This is my first time seeing them. Because I I did not prepare and read the episode before. Even though I did have, I have had it made for like. Yeah, you you gave it to me a while ago, but I was also doing school. You were very so, busy with school doing very important things. Yeah, well, and like one of my best friends is a Leo, and like I don't like all the like stereotypical stuff I hear about Leos like doesn't fit her at all. So like again, yeah. it really depends on your individual charts, and like obviously we don't know the rest of Louis, but 
it is interesting when you read those things that kind of click in your mind about people Mm -hmm. but also this is his moon sign so like this is sort of you know your moon sign is how you feel about yourself and sort of your inner world which you know we don't actually have any way of knowing obviously Mm -hmm. how how they feel about themselves right um yeah so moving on to our capricorns which are zane and louis so both of them have um capricorn sun sign and zane was born january 12th 1993 in bradford england and I won't even try and do a Bradford accent because it's so specific. <laughs> <laughs> I only know what's that one that he, that phrase he used to say. That's happening or whatever. Yeah. Right? I don't think that's Bradford though. I think that was just a Zane That phrase. was just Zane, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't he used to call himself a Bradford bad boy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then Louis, of course, was born on December 24th, 1991. The oldest. Little Christmas Eve, baby. Yeah. And we supposedly know his birth time, so we can look at his rising sign as well. Okay. But I'm going to read a little bit about Capricorn. And I kind of, like, copied a bunch of stuff in here. And then I was like, I'm not going to read all of it. But I didn't, like, clarify what parts I was going to read. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't. Time. I won't read it all. It's a lot. But if you're on Patreon, you can go. Oh, I see this giant paragraph. Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to read it all. If you're you're a Patreon member, you can um, have a look at this Google Doc and get a lot more in-depth information about Mm -hmm. the signs. I don't know why I thought all of this was going to be read, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess I was thinking, like, better safe than sorry. Just get get some information in there. Uh-huh. All right. So Capricorn strengths are responsible, disciplined, self-control, and good manners. Wait, this and is Louis? This is Louis and Zane. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't think Louis responsible and disciplined? I don't know if these re- represent their outward. Neither of them really yeah. represent their outwardness. I mean, I, I would say Louis is definitely responsible. Um, yeah. But I don't know if, I don't know. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, weaknesses tend to be know-it-all, unforgiving, condescending, expecting the worst. Mm, okay. Yeah. I see some things there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I included this. I didn't include likes and dislikes in the other ones, but I included this because I thought it was funny. Um, a Capricorn dislike is almost everything at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so capricorn is a sign that represents time and responsibility and its representatives are traditional and often very serious by nature these individuals possess an inner state of independence that enables significant progress both in their personal and professional lives they are masters of self-control and have the ability to lead the way make solid and realistic plans and manage many people who work for them at any time they will learn from their mistakes and get to the top based solely on their experience and expertise belonging to the element of earth like taurus and virgo this is the last sign in the trio of practically practicality and grounding. Not only do they focus on the material world, but they have the ability to use the most out of it. Unfortunately, this element also makes them stiff and sometimes too stubborn to move from one perspective or point in a relationship. They have a hard time accepting differences of other people that are too far from their character and out of fear might try to impose their traditional values aggressively. Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn, and this planet represents restrictions of all kinds. Its influence makes these people practical and responsible, 
but can also make them cold, distant, and unforgiving. Prone to the feeling of guilt and turned to the past, they need to learn to forgive in order to make their own life lighter and more positive. Immersed in their secrecy, they face the world just as they are, brave enough to never run away, but constantly afraid of their inner monsters. Oh, this so, just got deep. <clears throat> right? <laughs> wow. I feel like when you're talking about Louis and Zane, the sentence, they need to learn to forgive in order to make their own life lighter and more positive. Oh. Accurate. Wow. Yeah. What do you think of all that? Um... I feel like some of it fits. Yeah. Um, like the immersed in their secrecy. Mm-hmm. Um, brave enough to never run away. Mm-hmm. I like that line. Um, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of stuff about Capricorns, like the responsibility and like disciplined and stuff, like isn't things I would necessarily immediately think of when thinking of Zane or Louis. Yeah. But then other stuff about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that seems really accurate. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, more the deeper stuff that seems accurate to me than sort of the yeah maybe upper level lighter stuff, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I um, when I was <laughs> – before I was born – so I've had my birth chart read by a real, like, astrologer – um, one time in my life but it was before I was born so it wasn't like totally accurate and it was by my dad's coke dealer so <laughs> oh. also maybe not accurate for that reason <laughs> but my mom told me this story this guy maybe I shouldn't say his name he's probably not alive anymore but <laughs> my dad's coke dealer <laughs> or maybe it was his friend who's also a coke dealer or his coke dealer and his friend I don't know mm-hmm. apparently my dad wanted him to read my birth chart and so um, my mom told me this story and she said that the only thing she could remember is that she got really pissed afterwards because he said that um, I was going to grow up to love material possessions and enjoy spending money. <laughs> and my mom was like really pissed. She's like, no, my daughter's going to be like a hippie. She's not going to care about money. Yeah. Um, which I feel like he maybe cursed me because I, I do really like spending money. <laughs> I mean, everyone likes spending money to money it's extent. true but you're also i would say you're definitely a hippie like not a hippie, <laughs> but like you're not like some you know like someone who's like, materialistic yeah you're like anti-capitalism yeah. like yeah you can't, you can't be someone who's super materialistic <laughs> on the range of things you're not on that end for sure you're on the other yeah end. that's true yeah i mean it probably wasn't accurate at all he probably wasn't even a real astro- astrologer mm-hmm Anyways, all right. Wait, we're... so what What do you think about, like, getting your, like, um, like future read and stuff? Like, with cards or whatever those things are. You mean, like, um, tarot cards? Tarot cards? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really know anything about tarot cards. I do have a tarot card deck because it was my dad's and I got it when he died. Is but... it tarot card? I think it's tarot. Is it spelled with a T at the end? It is. Okay. Well, sometimes I when I say it, say I say tarot. Anymore. I think I say tarot. <laughs> no, these are very confusing words. <laughs> it's not tarot. It said tarot, though. Yeah, I think it's tarot. I, I often, when I first say it, I want to say tarot, but I, tarot. I usually hear it said tarot. Tarot. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't actually know anything about tarot cards. I used to know a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. but 
yeah, I don't really know anything. See, this is why you and Kara would get along. Yeah. Kara wanted me to go get my, I say tarot, tarot card reading done. And I was like, I am not spending $13. You refused? <laughs> well, it was expensive. <laughs> I didn't want to. But I the thing like, is, I, I really wanted to buy this dress. And I was yeah. like, it's $13. And the tarot card reading is also $13. Oh. So, yeah. Well, that's I'm not fair. Go spend that money. But, like, also, if I did it, I, I like, just wouldn't believe any of it. Like, I'm, right. I, I don't know. So, it would be fun to do because it is an enjoyable activity. But it wouldn't yeah. be something where I'd be, like, taking meaning from it, you know? It right. It would be just more just something to do for fun. Yeah. Well, again, like I was saying before, I think it depends on, like, who's doing it because mm-hmm. if you're, if you're like getting your like tarot read by someone who like knows a lot about it and is just like good at like is like smart and just has like cool information mm-hmm. then sometimes it can sort of be like if you're reading you know like if you're reading like a self-help book or something or like reading yeah. you know someone's memoir where they're like giving you advice and like telling you about their life and like yeah you know you you can get hear that and then like take what you need like apply what you want to your life and sometimes mm-hmm. that can be really helpful even if it actually has nothing to do with like anything that you yeah know, really related to you as a person like in any kind of psychic way <laughs> no I know I also know though someone like who who like has consistently gone to like people like that for like sort of as a therapy and like mm. it has really just not helped at all and like kind of been a negative thing and it's like there's yeah that other side of it too where it's like yeah well if you know. need therapy you should definitely go to a real therapist <laughs> Yeah. I do go to one of those pretty regularly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> although I've, like, missed my therapy sessions for, like, over a month because it's in San Francisco, which technically is only 20 minutes away, but when there's traffic, which is all the time, it's an hour, and I just haven't... I can't. I cannot deal with that. That would be so annoying. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I did have my fortune, or, like, my future read one time when I was a teenager. I went with two people and I actually have a cassette tape of it oh wow that's cool because it was back in ancient times when I was young uh-huh. cassette tapes were a thing right and I don't even think cassette tapes were a thing like 15 years ago <laughs> <laughs> I think that was even earlier maybe well 15 years ago I was 15 yeah no that's what I'm saying yeah I guess cassettes were still a bit of a thing how old were you 15 years ago um 15 years ago I was eight wow yeah yeah so would you even know if cassettes were around or not no I I would I I do I know we had cassettes in the car like yeah I had like different books on tape on cassette and like music and stuff it's really creepy to re-listen to that tape because it's like like the fact that it's like a psychic reading on a cassette tape just is kind of yeah. creepy in and of itself and then the people who I'm with are like my ex and like this person who we used to like hang out with who's like horrible to me so it's like mm-hmm. listening to it is very weird um, yeah that's strange um anyways back to the doc which yes. I've migrated so far away from that I don't remember where we are <laughs> um I think we're on Louis now, maybe? Yes. Yeah, so we were talking about Capricorns, which Zane and Louis both are Capricorn sons. Uh, Zane 
Uh-huh. Zane has his moon in Virgo. So, um, moon in Virgo. Your emotional self is analytical, responsible, and pacifying. A bundle of nerves, you struggle with the need to be pure that may come out in self-sacrificing or nitpicky tendencies. Emotionally delicate, careful, and possibly reserved about opening up to others. You may find it difficult to convey the way you feel to others, even those that you may have strong feelings for. Being the recipient of grand gestures of affection is also uncomfortable for you, as you feel either unworthy or as if the person is not being genuine. It is also possible that your high standards push people away, and it would be beneficial for you to develop tolerance and appreciation towards others, even if they are not infallible. Try to be lenient with your own mistakes as well. Your insistence that things be always perfect may be the cause of much unhappiness for you. So I don't know how accurate that is for Zane, but that's like literally so accurate for me. It's not really funny. (laughs) Yes. Which parts of it? All of it. Just all of it. That's your moon? That's my moon too, yeah. Yeah, like the insecurity things and the perfectionism things. Like I'm such a perfectionist. Uh And like also the gestures thing. Like when people do grand gestures for me, I always feel uncomfortable because I do feel like, I'm not worthy or like, oh, they're, they're not being mm. real. Like I'm always questioning people's love for me, which is really an oh. annoying thing if you're a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, and then Louise Moon is Leo, which we already read because it's the same as Niles. And so I think all that's left is to talk about Harry. Harold. Harold. I saved him for last because he's just, he's the outlier. He's the yeah. furious, the air sign. And the best. The group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why he so, was always last on One Diaz because he was the most exciting. Yeah. I would switch up the order for all the boys and then Harry mm-hmm. would go at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. Um, Harry Styles was born on February 1st, 1994, and he was born in Redditch, England. Which I didn't really know, Redditch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that place. Well, maybe he was like born there. Wait, where is it written? Maybe I'm reading it totally wrong. It's R E D D I. Oh, Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's Redditch. No, no, I think it was Redditch. Well, he probably was like born there and then moved really early. Mm -hmm. So like he never talks about Redditch because he was just that's where he was born. He was from Homestead. Yes. Yes. So Harry's son is an Aquarius, which is also me and Caitlin. Um, strengths are progressive, original, independent, humanitarian. Weaknesses runs from emotional expression, temperamental, uncompromising, aloof. Ooh. Which I feel like we can't really know because Harry is kind of mysterious about yeah. his current life. Um, Aquarius likes fun with friends, helping others, fighting for causes, intellectual conversation, a good listener. Oh, Aquarius. That's me. Is that you? I mean, you like it's all, all those nice stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Aquarius dislikes being lonely, dull or boring situations, people who disagree with them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard to be impart like impartial, is that the word? Partial mm-hmm. with these types of things because you're like, well, that's not me. That's rude. Like I don't like that. Like, right. It's like sometimes you need like another, like an outer person. To just yeah. Like, judge it. Right. Uh, I like, mean, things like being lonely or dull and boring situations are more personal. Yeah, I think so. Like for me personally, being lonely and dull or boring situations are like my least favorite things. 
Mm-hmm. But like, doesn't lonely imply like it's not good and sort of being alone is the sort of neutral way to say that? Yeah, but this is what Aquarians, Aquarius d- people don't like. Like if you're an Aquarius, you would tend to dislike feeling lonely. But does anyone like feeling lonely? No, but I think some people might like it more or less than others. Okay. Like some people might be like, oh, like I'm feeling lonely today. Yeah. Whereas I will will, will be like, oh my God, I'm so lonely. Okay, I see. See, see, I don't think that really describes me. Obviously, I've been yeah. like a total mess while I've been in England. But like when I was at <laughs> university, like, I don't know. Yeah, you quite like to be alone. Yeah. See, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't mind being alone. Yeah. But like, a lonely sort of for me, like has that imp- implication. Right, right, right. I'm d- using too many big words today. It's not good. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> that like, you know, you know, if you're lonely, then it is a negative thing. Yeah. Do you feel like you're lonely often or not often? No, not, not often. But right. like, obviously, while I've been in England, I've just like, because I've just physically been so alone. Right. <laughs> I have felt that, but I've never felt lonely in my life until I've been here, which is wow. interesting. I mean, it's that not interesting. interesting. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, well, you did move a country. <laughs> like, right. There's an explanation right there. But, yeah. yeah. I, I well, it's possible yeah. that that just doesn't apply to you, or it's possible that it does, and it's just like, you know, you've, you've found a way to live your life not being lonely because it's something mm. that you don't enjoy. Yeah. Or it's just don't, circumstantial because you have a big family. Situations. Who yeah. who who really appreciates don't <laughs> Well, I guess again, like more extreme dislike. Exactly. <laughs> like no and, one likes them. Yeah, like no one likes a dull or boring situation. But like, I think it's more like this sign particularly doesn't like it. I I would be interested to see maybe if I looked at some of the other dislikes and see if they fit me better. Because none of these are screaming out to me going like, oh yeah, this is really me, you know? Right. Well, I need to go flick through some of the other ones. Yeah, I know. I wish that I had like a way to just have everything up. Um, yeah. But like, it was, you know, too hard with the copy and paste. But I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to look hard really quick. No, to like I don't want to like copy and paste like like fifty pages. Copy of... and pasting is very difficult. No, I mean I didn't want to put like fifty pages. No, I feel doc. you. I'm just making fun. <laughs> Do you want to hear um Gemini likes? Wait, Gemini yeah. is your moon, right? Yeah. Okay. So Gemini likes music, books, magazines, chats with nearly anyone, short trips around town. Huh. Would you say that's me? We need Kara on here. She's known me a long time. I know we do need Kara. Kara on. No, wait, wait. Mine is PC Pisces. What? What? Okay. Pisces. I no, no, my moon. Pisces, you're rising. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What were they again? Um. Music, books, magazines, chats with nearly anyone, short trips around the town. Oh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that fits me somewhat. Yeah, I, I love a good trip to Starbucks around my town. Grocery <laughs> shopping. I love going out shopping. That's probably far out, farther out than my town, but yeah, it's a fun trip. And like this music, web... obviously, books and yeah, magazines. Books. Yeah, my sister said to me the other day, which she gives such good compliments, and they're not even compliments; they're just like things, and then they're, mm-hmm. they are compliments. Um, mm-hmm. she was like, she said, like I don't, I like music, but like 
when you like when you listen to music you just like all music like you just like listen to full albums and love it all and are just like you just fall <laughs> in love with everything and I'm like yeah that is me like I just yeah like, just like any type of music I'm like oh my god this is the best new thing ever I've heard like I don't know right yeah yeah that's funny um this website says Gemini dislikes are people who are set in their ways people who don't know where they stand being pinned down growing old being bored I feel like what was the first one you said people who are set in their ways yeah that one that one's true for me none of the other ones stood out for me though but wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait read them again <laughs> people who don't know where they stand uh no it doesn't bother me really yeah why I don't know I, I feel thought like, it, I would think I it feel would like I indulge the murkiness of life mm. okay yeah then the other one was being pinned down Geminis are very prone to change, apparently. Nope, I hate change. <laughs> I, like, literally, and I mean, I know I moved to England, that was a big change, but I honestly, yeah. I, I, I really, really dislike change. I do, too. I've been trying um, to, like, embrace change in the last couple so years. It's so difficult. I've hated it so much. But then how is the other dislike aging if they like change? Aging is, like, the worst change that happens. Yeah. Or the most beautiful. you just outed yourself as a gemini because you just said aging is the worst thing that happens (laughs) i was was listening to this podcast the other day the one that i always listen to millennial Mm -hmm. and they were talking about like your podcast personality versus like who you are in real life and like Mm -hmm. the differences there and like how a lot of podcast type stuff is trying to make it entertaining and you be more dramatic and more like Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 affluent? No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't use words today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what word you're trying to say. Affluent? Aff- affluent? Affluent is not the word you're looking for. No, <laughs> like you're more like like loud and expressive and like I don't mm. know what I'm trying to say. Like just like heightened, flamboyant. That wasn't the word I was thinking of, but I guess mm. yeah, that sort of fits. Right. Um, yeah, and I just yeah. I I find it like interesting. Like, yeah, I would love to know if people who've met me in person how I compare in real yeah. life versus on the podcast. But but yeah. then again, like when I'm meeting you on per in person, like it's from the podcast, you know. Right. I yeah, know. I feel like I'm pretty similar, like probably to a fault. I feel like I am a bit similar too. <laughs> but it, yeah. but it's like this is probably me this is me like maybe more at my truest form versus like if you meet me you probably won't know this side of me for a long time you know right like you're even more I'm even more me real like your real self on the podcast yeah especially because I started this with Kara and like we yeah. know each other already for like so many years right so yeah yeah. Okay, moving on with Aquarius. <clears throat> so, um, Aquarians are fundamentally unconventional and anti. Comfortable dissenting or straying from the norm, your intellectual talent of abstraction is oriented towards pushing the boundaries of what seems reasonable. Mm. You carry a lot on your, sh- on your shoulders and have a need to fight for the underdog. Hopeless romantic, but too afraid to ever show it for fear of seem- seeming vulnerable. Loves love and is absolutely infatuated with the idea, but scared of it. Seemingly unafraid oh, of this life. is so hairy. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> do you think or are you making fun of me no i i, I seriously think yeah right i feel yeah. like it is a lot of harry harry is very yeah. a very aquarius because he's a double air sign okay. Oh, yes. okay seemingly unafraid of what people think but far more insecure than you let on ahead of your time can come across as strange <laughs> <laughs> Very faithful to friends and lovers, but cannot communicate. Struggles with connecting to others. Oh my god, his entire album. Right? Yes. Aquarius born are shy and quiet, but on the other hand, they can be eccentric and energetic. See, but phrases like that is like, it's just covering the whole ground. It's like, you can be shy, (laughs) but you can also be outgoing. So like, it just like fits. (laughs) But it doesn't say outgoing, it says eccentric or energetic and energetic. Which is specific. Then why do they say, but on the other hand, or whatever? I didn't like the phrasing. Okay. Yeah. It made it seem I think, like they were opposing. Rather yeah. Than... I think sometimes the phrasing on this doesn't, isn't that great. Because, like, you're trying to summarize stuff in, like, a small, in, like, one paragraph. You have yeah. to, like, you know, simplify mm-hmm. things. Um, but, like, I feel like I'm very energetic and eccentric. But I'm also very shy and quiet. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't like to be. Like, when I'm very comfortable, I think I'm more energetic. But yeah, I, I always felt that way, too. Yeah. Like, I, I can be quite quiet, but, like, I'm not, like, a quiet person. Yeah. It's like, if I'm in a situation that I'm not super comfortable in, then I won't right. come off acro- across like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I just watched this movie um, called Eighth Grade a couple weeks ago. Oh, I which... want to see that. Oh my god, it was so... Don't ruin it for me if you have any spoilers. I won't. It was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. I wasn't really? prepared. I mean, it's really good. They did it very well. But, like, it, it oh. literally makes me feel like, oh, wow, remember what this was like? Oh, god. <laughs> like, all all the bad stuff was being yeah. in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Um, but the girl in the in the movie, this isn't a spoiler, happens in the very beginning, is um is voted most quiet of her class. That is a horrible thing. Like, yeah. Why and, they have that? <laughs> right? It's so stupid. But she's like, I'm not quiet. Like, she does a little YouTube channel. Like, she doesn't feel like a quiet person. But, like, yeah. at school, she's like, that's how everyone sees her. And I feel like that is so much how I am. Like, a lot of people see me as very, like, shy and, like, or very quiet and, like, reserved. And I do feel yeah. shy. But, like, my actual personality is not like that at all. Yeah. Like, when I first went to university, of course, now it's, like, five years ago. And I definitely changed. But, like one of the guys in my hall and I think I've said this on the podcast was Mm -hmm. like after like one day he's like oh well we can all tell you're like the shy one or whatever and I was like or like you're you're an introvert I was like okay first of all like so people are introverts like that's not a bad thing or being shy is not a bad thing don't like use it as a diss but second of all that just like isn't actually me I just yes especially that's literally what happened to me it's about like where you feel comfortable and a lot of like the situations I was in like mm-hmm. I mean not that I was in any weird situations but just like, <laughs> generally being around people my age is the situation yeah. right <laughs> it's, like yeah it's scary and uncomfortable yeah well the introvert thing is so annoying I like I've like hated that because a lot of people assume that I'm introverted and I'm absolutely a hundred percent not I'm extroverted yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. a shy extrovert mm-hmm. but like it, I think it that applies more to like where you feel recharged like and yeah. I feel recharged by like social interaction with people I love mm-hmm. like not necessarily strangers but like when I like get to see like my best friend or like when I have like a group of friends that I like spend a weekend with or something I come back feeling like refreshed mm-hmm. like 
which I feel like is that's like what the extrovert yeah. introvert thing is. Yeah. Oh, I but. could go into so much stuff about introvert expert. I like honestly, yeah. I hate it. I hate. I hate those yeah. terms. I, think I hate them stupid. too. They're very dichotomous to... when like nothing in this world is like a freaking binary. Exactly. Everyone have you, has everything. Do, have you done? Yeah, have you done Myers Briggs before? Yeah, yeah, we had an episode on that, I think, where it was maybe a talk oh, direction down low or something. Oh, I'm sure I listened to it. I just forgot. I hate Myers yeah. Briggs too. Really? Yes, I hate it. Oh, I, I mean, I don't mind it because, like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like the categorization of personalities because there's more than like what twelve or whatever. Um, yeah, that's why I get annoyed by it. Is. Um, but when I do read the combination that I come up with, I. I do it does resonate with me so like while it might not be perfect Mm -hmm. like I feel like there are some things because if you do answer freaking personality questions it's going to put you somewhere like it's going to give you a response that maybe does reflect some of the questions at least none of the questions have real and like and like a lot of the questions that you can't answer accurately because it's like you need more context for them I've tried to take the test so many times and I've never (laughs) been able to do it well have you just like read through each of them and sort of found which one that you like no I get usually get too mad at it and I just don't oh, care okay <laughs> maybe we'll do that as a TDDL at some point yeah that would be cool yeah because I think I think we did Myers-Briggs maybe for all the boys I think that was I kind of remember thing, that right? yeah 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 um but um, like even then like you're put on like I or E for introvert or extrovert and I I'm right I mean, I'm recharged by both being alone and by being around people. And yeah, well, that's what I don't like that. Like you have to be in like one specific category that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And like maybe some people are more often one or the other, but there's also going to be people that are sort of right in the middle. So, right. I don't know. It's confusing. It is confusing. So um, back to Aquarius, they are deep thinkers and highly intellectual people who love helping others. They're able to me. see without. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all the good characteristics. <laughs> They're able to see without prejudice on both sides, which makes them people who can easily solve problems. Um, oh, this is interesting. We were literally just talking about this. Although they can easily adapt to the energy that surrounds them, Aquarius born have a deep need to have some time alone and away from everything in order to restore power. Mm. That's so funny. The ruling planet of Aquarius is Uranus. Uranus has a timid, abrupt, and sometimes aggressive nature, but it also gives Aquarius its visionary quality. They are capable of perceiving. I am a visionary. That is so true. <laughs> You're such an Aquarius. <laughs> they are capable of perceiving the future, and they know exactly what they want to be doing five or ten years from now. Is that you? Um. Yes. Yes, and no. I like. I know what I want to be doing, but like, I guess it's more like the how to get there that's been stumping me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, Uranus also gave them the power of quick and easy transformation, so they are known as thinkers, progressives, and humanists. Mm-hmm. They feel good in a group or a community, so they constantly strive to be surrounded by other people. Oh, that's nice. I like this one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the biggest problem for Aquarius born is the feeling that they are limited or constrained. Because of a desire for freedom and equality for all, they will always strive to ensure freedom of speech and movement. Aquarius born have a reputation for being cold and insensitive people, but this is just their defense mechanism against premature intimacy. 
They need to learn to trust others and express their emotions in a healthy way. See, that does sound like the Myers-Briggs that I get. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit like it. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. I wonder how they intersect Myers-Briggs and astrology. That would be very interesting. But, like, Myers-Briggs isn't based on any of the signs, either. No. But I guess, like, yeah, there could be overlapping. But yeah. it, might, it might be, like, you know, the likes of one are, like, like or the strengths of something on Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. like the strengths and weaknesses p- paired together don't necessarily pair together with like one of the signs you know right totally like it could yeah. be like the strengths could be changed and stuff or yeah. weaknesses unpaired I don't know yeah for sure do you feel like that's accurate for you though um some of it like I feel like definitely like the the positive things there um are let me read the negative ones (laughs) what what were they uh cold and insensitive i don't think no but it says no it says aquarius born have a reputation for being cold and sensitive but they're just it's just their defense mechanism against premature intimacy they need to learn to trust others and express their emotions Mm -hmm. in a healthy way i don't know i feel like i'm kind of i um, maybe if i'm like when I'm shy but I feel like I sort of sometimes have the opposite problem where like right away I meet someone and tell them way too much about myself and like get I do that too and then I'm like oh no reel it back in yeah (laughs) (laughs) my sister's always like Caitlin you need to control (laughs) yourself remember she says that yeah because like it happens all the time to me and I'm like okay that's what I do too though as oh, evidenced so by every podcast I've been on where I, like, just say way too much and then... But see, this is it. just going out into the ether. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, no big deal. It's all out there. But, like, when you're talking to real people in real life, it's a scary... Yeah. Especially new people. Yeah. At least the people on the podcast already have been listening and they, like, know I'm, like, a weirdo. Right. But, like, meeting new people, I've, I've got to reel it in sometimes. So well, too. I- I have this, like, honest. intense paranoia. Yeah. I have this intense paranoia ever since my Twitter interactions with Claire. Um, that oh, she's yeah. going to, like, look at my page and find the podcast and listen <laughs> and then hate me. Because <laughs> oh, it's some, like, God. horribly inappropriate thing I've said or something. <laughs> uh, uh, so stressful. No. No one's going to do that. <laughs> Don't worry. All right. Um... Yeah, so basically, like, Aquarius are known for being, um, like, unique, weirdos, unconventional, you know, kind of people. Mm -hmm. And then I included this last bit just because I thought it was really funny. (laughs) It says, regarding sex, Aquarius is not much for routine nor for making things simple. It is hard to figure out who seduces whom or who is the instigator, and nobody can guess (laughs) where it's going or when it will be ended. (laughs) What a specific thing to comment. I on. know. <laughs> okay. Well, like, depending on who's writing these, like, it could just be like you know their own writing style and like yeah. you know what kind of things they want to say. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, I guess we should read Harry's Moon. So Harry has okay. his Moon in Libra, which is also an air sign, and that says you are warm, considerate, amiable, positive, balanced, and socially pleasing. 
You are a wonderful companion to your mates and are gifted at making others feel cared for and at ease. Oh. Yeah. Well, you are quite the people person. You are also very logical and rational with good decision-making abilities, if only you could make up your mind. You enjoy artistic pursuits, especially that which may incorporate music. You may be interested in working as an entertainer. Social relationships are a necessity for you <clears throat> and you abhor any sort of conflict, especially emotionally. Um, I feel like that fits Harry a lot. Which the conflict? Um, the or conflict, the, the well, obviously enjoying artistic pur pursuits, especially ones that incorporate music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working as an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he is someone who like tries to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the the all the positive stuff was really fitting of him. Mm -hmm. I also feel like that fits Louis too, like the making people comfortable and at ease and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's all I'm gonna read because I feel like we've been talking for too long at this point. There's no timer <laughs> and I forgot to time, so oh, we're definitely over forty five minutes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you are interested in learning more about astrology, I have a couple of links. So one is Chani Nicholas, who I recommended at the start of the podcast, and she's also on Instagram. And she does like uh, workshops and stuff. And I just think she's like a really good writer. There's a person called Kendall Ray on YouTube, K-E-N-D-A-L-L-R-A-E. And she does astrology videos that I find very interesting. And she also does like videos on like murder mysteries and like missing people's cases. I quite like her channel. And then for lols, you should follow the Twitter poet astrologers. They like sometimes put out like poet like poems that are just pretty, but also they do like a lot of memes and stuff which are astrology related that I find very entertaining. So that is the episode for today. We would love to hear what you thought of the show, your opinions on anything discussed, what your signs are, if you feel like things are accurate for you. Thank you for listening to episode 146 of Talk Direction. You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com and Instagram at talkdirection. And you can follow me individually on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O L U C C I A O H. And Caitlin, where can they find you? I am on Instagram and Twitter at Caitlin I R Foster, and that is spelled C A I T L I N I R Foster. Great. Thank you for listening. I'm Lucia. Oh, I'm Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this part in a long yeah. time. I'm not used to it. <laughs> we'll see you next time for episode 147. Bye. Bye.